You know those moments where you think, I wish I would have learned this in school? Those are the topics that we love to talk about. Join me each week as I interview experts sharing their strategies for solving problems that us young adults will face throughout our 20s and 30s. So what are you waiting for? And if you want new episodes about adulting advice every Monday, hit that follow button. The lust of episode 100 is gone now. Welcome, everybody. We are back to our very tactical-based podcast, and I'm kicking off a new series all about managing your work. And this is about the things that we have to manage with inside of work. This is email management, calendar management, and project management. And I also have a couple amazing guests to sprinkle in here, too, where they're going to talk about kind of high-performing habits, particularly at work. Today's episode is all about email management. And I'm going to be honest, I kind of made this episode specifically for my brother, who, looking over his shoulder one day, had 1,700 unread email notifications. And for someone like myself who is overwhelmed and has to clear every notification from his apps, this was quite overwhelming to see. And I asked Kyle, I'm like, what is going on with this? And he told me, I don't know. I don't have a system for managing my email yet. And then that made me realize no one really taught me how to manage my email either. And this is really surprising, especially considering how critical email is to many jobs, especially the knowledge-based roles that most college graduates step into immediately after graduation. Like, I'm not exactly sure why email management processes, tips, all of that isn't a course sometime in college. So here we are covering that exact topic on The Struggle is Real. Between reading through messages, crafting the right responses, and keeping tabs on emails that require follow-up, staying on top of your inbox can feel like a job inside of itself. I was reading this Wall Street Journal article, and I'll probably reference it a couple of times throughout this series, but it's titled, 2023 workers now spend two full days a week on email and in meetings. And they have a quote in here that they referenced a study, and it says that on average, 8.8 hours a week are spent reading and writing emails. And I did some rough counting for this episode, and I found that I get about 500 emails a week between my three inboxes, being my personal inbox, my business inbox, and my work inbox. So I think it's fair to say that there is an opportunity for productivity gains if you have an efficient email management process. So it is time to stop feeling overwhelmed with email and create an email management system that works for you. So I believe there's no right or wrong way to manage your email, but more so what works and doesn't work for you. This episode is less of me telling you the system that you should use when managing your inbox, but instead presenting an idea you could put in place so that you can stop feeling overwhelmed by your email. My hope is that you take this concept, iterate on it, and make it your own. I'll talk in more generalities and try to be system agnostic, but for some context, 
For my business and personal, I use Gmail. I converted about five-ish years ago from Yahoo, and I haven't looked back since. I really like the platform and how it has some integrations that work really well with the rest of my Google Suite products like Google Drive and Google Calendar. At my nine to five, we use Outlook. This has always been the case throughout my career. So I have about 10 years experience with this program. And honestly, I don't really have anything negative to say about it either. The general principle that I subscribe to is referred to as inbox zero. The goal for this methodology is simple. Your primary inbox, wherever you receive emails, should be clear. Inbox zero might be too lofty an aim for some people, myself included at times, to be honest, but subscribing to this methodology has really helped me go from feeling overwhelmed to being in control. Once again, I work towards having zero emails in my primary inbox, but this isn't to say that all of my emails are taken care of. This is a small but key differentiator. So let's talk through that nuance. Okay, let's assume that you receive an email. You read through that email and then you're left with the question, what do I need to do with this? The next step typically falls into three categories. The first being, I don't need to do anything with this email. The second, I don't need to do anything with this email, but it includes important information that I might need to reference later. And the third, I have follow-up action that is required. We're gonna talk about what to do with each of these answers, but I wanna share a general rule that has significantly helped me stay on top of my inbox, which is I don't like to open an email any more than I absolutely need to. In a perfect world, this is once. I'll open up the email, I'll read through it, and then I decide what action needs to be taken. But if I'm being honest, sometimes I don't have the bandwidth or I'm unsure what action I wanna take at that moment. Moving emails through your process and eliminating the number of times you open and read them will significantly cut back on the amount of time that you spend with email management. I've wasted a lot of time leaving an email in my inbox without taking any action on it, only to return to it the next day, reread it, and then decide what to do with it all over again. Taking the appropriate action at the first read-through eliminates this redundancy and, of course, saves you time in the future. So let's get back to our three categories. I don't need to do anything with this email. I don't need to do anything with this email, but it includes important information. And I have follow-up action that is required. The first category is pretty simple for me. If I don't need to do anything with an email and it doesn't need to be referenced later on, I delete it. There is no use cluttering my inbox with unneeded emails. If this is a newsletter, ads, or other reoccurring emails that I don't find valuable, I'll also go ahead and unsubscribe. But if you are scared to unsubscribe to your favorite restaurant that occasionally gives you coupons or something like that, don't worry, I'll save you from that FOMO. I'll share another productivity tip later on in this episode. The second category is emails that I don't need to do anything with, but include important information that might need to be referenced later on. I immediately file these emails into a folder that can be referenced later. I'm personally not a fan of an elaborate folder structure with subfolders on subfolders. You might disagree with me here, and this is where you need to decide what's best for you, 
but I've tried it in the past and I found having too many subfolders significantly increases my search time, stumbling around, trying to figure out exactly where I actually filed that email in. Instead, I create one level of subfolders and then I just use the date and keyword search to find what I'm looking for. I might have to sift through a couple additional emails that match my search criteria, but at least I know I'm searching in the right folder from the start and not wasting any time redoing my search. At work, where I'm mostly in a project-based role, I create a subfolder for each of the major initiatives that is assigned to me. And for my company email, I have subfolders for each of our clients, and then I have one folder for non-client work. And just as a heads up, Gmail calls subfolders labels. I kind of found this a little confusing whenever I first joined Gmail, but I've gotten used to it. For the rest of this episode, I'm going to refer to subfolders and labels as archive folders just to make things easy to understand whenever I'm kind of referencing this second category of emails that I want to keep because there's important information, but I don't have action that needs to be taken upon it. Deleting and filing emails always seemed pretty intuitive to me, but I always struggled with this last category of emails. These were emails that I read and there was some kind of additional action required. Maybe the email required my response. I needed to make sure someone responded or I needed to finish a project before I could respond. So naturally, I left those in my primary inbox as a reminder. The problem was every time that I opened my inbox, I went back and read through these emails again to figure out exactly what the reminder was for. And even if I knew why I left that email in my primary inbox, I found that it cluttered my mind and also was like somewhat mentally fatiguing. About a year ago, I ran across a YouTube video that gave me an idea of how to take care of this problem. Their suggestion was action-based folders, and this has been a game changer for me. These action-based folders gave a home to the emails that mentally and physically cluttered my primary inbox. The folders also correctly categorized a set of emails, so I knew exactly why I wanted to hold on to those specific emails. So here is how I set up my action-based folders. First, I created three folders and labeled them need to respond, pending response, and need for a project. Once again, that was need to respond, pending response, and need for a project. I put a one, two, and three in front of these folders so that they sit on top of my folder structure above those archive folders. And these folders acted as a catch-all for the other emails that I couldn't immediately delete or file away. The labels might seem obvious, but I wanna talk through each of them. I move emails to need to respond folder whenever I need to follow up with a reply. If I can immediately respond and subsequently delete or file the email, I will. Like this isn't for everything that requires a response from me, just things that require a response, but I just can't respond at that current moment. This might be because I'm waiting on a response from somebody else or I need to finish a project first. For an example, someone asked me to send them this email management episode. At the time, it wasn't recorded or published, but I wanted a reminder to myself to send it to them whenever it was. Moving it to my need to respond folder keeps that email thread in an easy to find spot and serves as a reminder to reply whenever I have everything needed to do so. The pending response folder is just the opposite. 
These are emails I've sent that I'm waiting on someone else's response. Whenever I send an email, I might immediately move a sent email to this folder, but just as a fail-safe, at the end of each day, I scan my sent folder and look for any additional emails that should be moved to pending response. This makes follow-up really easy for me. Usually on Monday mornings, I go through this folder and I'll do my follow-up check-ins. Finally, my third action-based folder is labeled need for a project. Similar to emails that I file into archive folders, these emails include important information such as attachments, directions, or hyperlinks. The difference is that I know I'm going to need this information in short order for an upcoming project. Once I've completed the project and no longer have a need for this email, I'll file it into my archive folders or just delete it entirely if I won't need it any longer. These three action-based folders have really acted as the catch-all for everything else that can't be deleted and or filed away. As we're closing out our email management episode, I'll leave you with one final tip. And that was for that FOMO unsubscribe that I was mentioning earlier in this episode. I like to set up auto-filtering rules for emails that I know don't need an urgent review. For example, one of my favorite email newsletters is The Morning Brew. It's a daily newsletter that takes about 10 minutes for me to read. Whenever it hits my inbox, I usually don't want to dedicate that time to read it, but I also don't want to move these emails to clutter my need for a project folder or get buried in some kind of archive folder. Instead, I created a newsletter folder and set up an inbox rule that whenever the sender is the morning brew, it automatically moves that email out of my primary inbox and into my newsletter folder. Once again, this happens automatically. So they send the newsletter, hits my inbox, and then that rule sees who the sender is and then automatically moves it to my newsletter folder. Then whenever I have some time to kill, I can read through those emails. You can also use this for coupons, ads, or company announcements. I also do this for my work email from those kind of like, I don't know, send all type emails out there where it's like the DEI group or a department newsletter or the quarterly announcements, things like that, where if I didn't read it in a day or two, it wouldn't be the end of the world. There are tons of YouTube videos on how to do this. So you can just search for your email provider plus the words move email automatically. So for an example, I might look up or I might search Gmail plus move emails automatically. And you'll find some pretty in-depth YouTube videos on how to set up these auto filtering rules in your inbox. It can be a necessary evil, but email is typically a critical component for every knowledge-based role. Actually, as we heard earlier, 8.8 hours on average to be exact. If you wanna be a top performer and get some time back in your day, setting up a system to conquer your inbox is critical. Action-based folders, auto-filtering, and other email tips have really allowed me to spend less time and mental energy on emails and instead prioritize getting projects done. I'm hoping this episode has sparked some ideas for how you could level up your email management game. If you want tips for calendar and project management at work, hit the follow button because those episodes are coming very soon. 
And in the meantime, I'd love to hear from you. What email tip has saved you a ton of time? Post on social and you can tag us at TSIRpod or send us a message. You can do that by going to TSIRpodcast.com. All right, until next time, I love y'all. Thanks for listening to the episode. As always, I appreciate your kind words. If you wanna leave us a rating and review on your podcast player right now, that would absolutely make my day. If you want to find episode show notes, our blog, and other great resources, head over to tsirpodcast.com. If you have follow-up questions, an idea for a future episode, or just want to say hi, we have a contact form on our website, and those messages go straight into my inbox, and I promise you, I will reply. But all right, guys, I really appreciate you tuning in. I love you all, and you're not alone. Let's keep making it through our struggles together.